0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au Thank you, again, and uh, thank you to our team for leading us again with people in the house. It's uh, good to see you all at least half of you all Um, hope you're feeling reasonably comfortable in the midst of this time and this season Um, we are mindful of uh, people gathering online it's great to have you with us as well in this time Uh, a few things we'd love you to be aware of in church life uh, as well and just be mindful of we do want to continue to express um, thank you and uh, just the ongoing blessing for your ongoing uh, love and your faithfulness and your generosity in the uh, tithes and offerings that have continued to be uh, offered Uh, we recognize that as a significant act of worship in the life and the ministry of the church and we're grateful for the way in which you've continued to partner with us in those ways. If you're a cash person um, we've got uh, one of our ushers will just stand at the doors on your way out so if you bring cash normally and that's the way that you operate then you'll be able to place that in one of the containers as you leave but uh, our generous app and online giving are also available as well and continue to be available. Uh, we also just want to uh, stand with our Uh, family as well. Difficult time for all of us. In many ways in different expressions uh, but uh, we just want to express our love and sympathy first to uh, Ian and Sue Grosser uh, I don't I can't I don't know if they've registered so I don't know if they're here uh, but Ian's brother Graham died last night after many months of illness and been in hospital I heard since February so to Ian and Sue we express our, our love to them and also uh, many of us would know uh, Harold Driscoll a great friend in the life and the ministry of the Horsham Church of Christ Harold uh, died this morning as well. So, to Alison and to the extended family, uh, we want to express our love and our sympathy to them as well. Uh, difficult enough uh, losing a loved one, and, um, but uh, more difficult in this time and this season, I imagine. wonder if you might just uh, take a moment to pray with me. Uh, we want to honour those people, we want to express God's love to those people, stand with them, but also just to come into this space where we um, spend some time in the word as well. Father, we do want to thank you that you are the God of life. You are the God of living. You are the Lord of the living. And we celebrate your goodness and your presence in that. And Father, we do pray today for Ann and Sue and for the extended family as we pray for Allison and the extended family on the death of um, Graham and Harold. We thank you that uh the ministry that you've had in their lives we thank you for the time that you've spent with them and their families we thank you for the faith that these families have in you that you're a god of the living a god who for these for harold and for uh, graham their faith has been fulfilled and restored and made whole and they get to spend now eternity with jesus for those of us who are left here father and continue on day by day we we stand with Ian and Sue, we stand with Allison the wider family, recognising that we don't grieve as those without hope. We grieve, knowing, we grieve knowing that you grieve with us, that we carry a sadness with these families and for these families, but we also have a hope and a joy in the hope that we have in you, Jesus. And we thank you for that. We celebrate you in this. We honour you in this. And Father, as we come to this time now, a time that is set aside just to reflect on your word, to be challenged and stirred, to be convicted by your word, to respond to your word, to have our lives again open to the power of your spirit, the witness of your spirit. We want to ask that you minister deeply and richly into us. We want to ask that we be attentive to the ministry that you're bringing. Stir in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Father. Awaken us, remind us, renew us. In this time together in the name of Jesus amen so if you're new amongst us if you're new as part of the Horsham Church of Christ or perhaps you're exploring this idea of faith um, we want to welcome you we want to our mission and vision is to be transforming our community in the name of Jesus and we trust that you're a part of that with us Uh, want to explore that with us maybe you're exploring who Jesus is and wanting to discover who Jesus is. We want to invite you to do that as well and we look forward to that partnership and that journey together. Um, As always, we have our Bible verses, the scriptures that will be used. They'll be up on the screen, but we do encourage people to bring the Bibles, your own Bibles, your own highlighted Bibles, however you use a Bible. We've also got our new version, the Bible app, that worried me for a minute. Um, the New Version Bible of that, and you can follow our uh, verses along there, and you can write notes in that as well. We want to make it possible for you to go home and explore this further on your own, to follow along, to connect with it, to discover a personal relationship with Jesus. We do. We don't just have the verses up here, just so everyone else, you know, you don't have to worry about it. We want you to think about it. If you read something and read it in context. Have a conversation about it. Ask God to discern what he might be revealing to you about it in that. Um, we, uh, there's a story told in a 1987 uh, fairy, tale, fairy tale film. Uh, I'm, I'm still getting used to having people in the house. Um, I feel weird just having sets of eyes looking at me. Um, There's no. You just need to understand this. Very like anxiety is one of the emotions because there's all these people looking at me, but I don't know if they're engaging or not. There's no smiles. I need you to like. We you need to either give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a wave. Just I know you're awake because your eyes are open, but (laughs) you've been practised at that. So 1987 fairy tale film called The Princess Bride. How many people have watched it? Yes. Not many, not many. Okay, 1987. It is the story of a farm boy. Uh, it is a story of a farm boy and his one true love called Buttercup, which immediately goes to a song, um, which I, you know, Buttercup. In the song. Anyway, sorry. See, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, and but there's also the evil prince, Prince Humperdinck, in this film. Prince Humperdinck, farm boy Wesley, Buttercup, and Prince Humperdinck. Now, of course. Wesley the farm boy and Buttercup declare their one true love, death won't separate them from their love. Prince Humperdinck, for reasons that become um, obvious as the film progresses and you can go and watch the story and watch the adventures of the story, wants to marry Buttercup only to kill Buttercup because then somehow he becomes all supreme of all the universe and the world he knows. You know, common fairy tale kind of story. You understand, don't you? You've seen this story before. Um, it's at, it's at this story that Prince Humperdinck has organized uh, a hurriedly arranged ceremony to marry Buttercup, who he doesn't really love, but he just wants to marry her. And in this ceremony, this priest who has a speech impediment, talks about the nature of marriage and talks about the nature of love. Now, I don't say this to laugh about speech impediments, but I'm doing it to quote a movie and hopefully, you'll see what we're doing to unfold as we unfold later this is how the priest introduces the significance of marriage oops, too back marriage is what brings us together, together today marriage, that blessed arrangement that dream within a dream and love, true love will follow you forever so treasure your love this, of course, would be much funnier in the film. <laughs> but i highlight it because I, there's not enough messages, enough words, enough texts, enough talks given that would give us the depth of love and the power of love. And you might be sitting here today going, Simon, you've had 12 months to plan for Christmas. You've been thinking about Christmas. You've, you know it's coming around every 12 months and the best message you've come is love. That's it? Really? This is, I, this is such a powerful message that we could preach on this every week and still not touch the depths of it. And having all the messages that some of us have heard about love, having understood the power of love, having experienced love, having heard numerous messages on love, why is it then that our community still struggles so deeply with this idea and this concept? Why is it then our homes are so devastated by brokenness and anger? Why is it our community is so riddled with poverty and violence? Why is it as a nation we struggle to respond to our refugee crisis and even our nation's um, plight towards our first peoples and our indigenous people? If we have heard so much of love, if we understand so much of love and the power of love, why is our world so deeply fractured and broken? That shifted quickly, didn't it? And so this Christmas season we wanted to come back and revisit this. I know you've been waiting in anticipation of coming back and it seems the more I think about it, it is appropriate that we start with love. And not just love as a fairy tale or love as a word that we write on a Christmas card, but love so deep and so that we're invited to participate in an ongoing, life-changing, transforming relationship. Now some things you might have heard today, maybe some things you haven't heard but today as with every day is an invitation to allow God to speak deeply and richly into our hearts and our minds and decide how we participate in this relationship because ultimately that's it this is what we need to do we need to decide how we participate in this relationship this is not the end of our participation sitting at home is not the end of our participation coming into a building on Sunday and saying we've been to church is not the end of our participation because God's act of love is so daring so audacious so incredible so unconventional we are still having trouble coming to terms with it and that's what I want us to think about as we think about over this Christmas series we're calling it a daring Christmas we want you to understand where you're invited into a daring act of love a daring way of hoping a daring response of peace and a daring joy. Something audacious. And remember, at the start of the year, we started our theme, our year, by saying we want you to be daring. Remember, some of us, we actually wrote decisions on cards around faith and worship and proclamation and invitation. And it seemed appropriate, and even more so as we get to the end of this year, that we bracket it with a daring Christmas. So, what is love? Aside from a marriage ceremony. I want to start by suggesting love is the beginning. Love is the source. Love is the foundation. Love is where everything else must come from. Certainly it's been undone and certainly it's been unraveled. Certainly we've replaced it with numerous other things as our starting place, as our foundation point. But love is the beginning. Let me say it like this. In John chapter 1 in the beginning where else have we heard those words Genesis good you're awake excellent great Genesis it's a beautiful thing that John does here identifies the movement of God the power of God with the very beginning of creation That is, a, that is an incredibly audacious statement for someone to make it. In him, he has been in life since the beginning. All of life is through him. And he is the light that darkness has not overcome. There's almost like, and there's this sense of, has not, will not ever overcome. Do you hear that in there? Do you understand the power of that? Can you feel the power of that? even in the new testament even after john had followed jesus and been with jesus as he reflects on the nature and the person and the life of jesus john starts by saying in the beginning drawing the connection the power of god's love although he doesn't use the word the power of god's love from the creation of all of life and connects it again with the life death and resurrection of jesus In verse fourteen of John chapter one, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the One and Only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The message puts these verses. The first sentence of this verse is, um, "The Word became flesh and He moved into the neighborhood." Is that not an expression of love? Now, you think of the worst possible neighbourhood that you've ever seen, ever experienced, ever passed, ever thought about. You you think about the neighbourhoods that you've avoided buying in. Jesus moves in. Is that not an expression of love? Is that not? Does that not just do something? To think if we're the worst places that we think of and Jesus moves into this place and then make it let's make it more personal then we let's think about and consider the kind of life that we've lived the decisions that we've made the anger that we've held the disappointment that we've carried the frustration or the way in which we've hurt other people and Jesus moves into that neighborhood takes your breath away That's some that's some kind of love really if that's not audacious love I don't know what is if that's not overwhelming love I don't know what is Jesus moves in you think about your life you think about where you've been you think about where you've lived and how you've lived and Jesus moves into it. <laughs> I'm sure you'd be all blown away and smiling if I could see your faces love is the beginning Love is a gift, which is all. And again, it's those things. Oh, it's Christmas time. Let's talk about gifts. Yep. And again, we go familiar verses. I'm going to use familiar verses and I hope I disrupt because I believe this season that love needs to disrupt our way of life. For God so loved the world. Now, some of you have heard this so often, you've already gone into it. You're probably already singing a song to it or there's some memory verse or some timing or you can remember a Sunday school teacher that taught it to you. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him. Now let's just consider this. For God so loved the world Now, if you've been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, you know that to live, our call is to follow Jesus. Yeah? Thumbs up? Yep. cool. All right. Just checking our theology. Um, That following Jesus is our central purpose and Jesus leads us to God so that we can live fully alive, live as Jesus lived, as he taught us to live, according to the love of the Father. How are we going with those three words? Can I can I honestly, authentically, courageously and generously say, for Simon so loves the world as God loves the world? That is some kind of daring, audacious, ridiculous gift, isn't it? Now, whatever gift you've already got under the Christmas tree, there's nothing that will outdo this. And we think about some of the attitudes that we bring and some of the ways that we engage with each other, some of the reasons we go and do, oh, fine, I'll go and do that then. Think about how many times that's said, or maybe it's not said at your place. So think about the amount of times we go out, you know, we struggle to do things just because someone annoys us. And yet, God gives his life to a world so fractured and so broken to demonstrate the gift. And Paul writes in Romans I mean, this God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Christ died for us again familiar text to many of us some of you might be sitting here watching at home this might not be familiar text a sinner is someone who simply doesn't live according to the ways of God is not discovering the fullness of God's life is not participating in the full alignment of God's heart for you that's what a sinner is the message writes this for God so Christ died sorry God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still his enemies, so while we were still mouthing off, while we were still shaking our fists, while we were still telling him where to go and where to get off and what he could do with his life, God sent his son and he dies for us, even as his enemies. It's written in the letter, 1 John, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters do we understand the power the audacious nature of our love and if you're not quite sure here's a little test you might go and pursue you think about just if you need to close your eyes that's fine you think about the most annoying person now in your life at the moment now you might be the kind of person that doesn't have annoying people in your world It's probably an indication that you're the most annoying person in the world. No. (laughs) Scrap, edit, rewind, delete. No, can't do that. Live stream, terrible. It's not what I'm saying at all. We have our moments though, don't we, yeah? You think about that most annoying person. Um, Now you think about your capacity to walk up to them tomorrow and say, I love you. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that if, if, we're, if we've been in abusive relationships, this is not about abusive relationships. If we've had to walk away from abusive relationships or harmful relationships, that's, I'm not, we need to find the capacity to release them and find ways. to. I'm not saying we walk up to those people. I'm just talking the really simple foundational kind of basic kind of frustration that tends to fester and fuel a whole lot of other things in our lives or get fueled by other things in our lives. And even the challenge like last year, or earlier this year, we were starting to meet with a couple of guys and having this conversation around the nature of life and what it meant to follow Jesus and sit with a couple of guys and to, you know, who tells you that you, they love you? Who do you say I love you to? And when you go to a couple of guys and look them in the eye and say I love you, they don't know what to do. And yet this is the most basic of commandments that we've all heard not even not even we'll get to not even commandment shortly but what does it look like to receive this as a gift genuinely openly freely so love is the beginning love is a gift I want to suggest to you that love is life in uh, Luke chapter 6 Uh, teacher we're told the religious leader was impressed with what Jesus was doing and how he's going about his life how he was teaching others and this religious leader comes up to Jesus and he calls him teacher so he identifies him as a peer notice he doesn't call him master or Lord he calls him teacher in this instance so we're peers here bro all right let's let's bounce off each other a little bit Um, what must I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus says to him what is written in the law how do you read it? The teacher the peer answers: Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Again, a familiar text, isn't it? We've all heard this text. Yeah, if you've been in the church reading the Bible for any length of time, you've read this. You've seen this. Jesus says to this uh, person who's answered the question, asked the question. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. Did you notice the shift there? Did you catch it or not? Let me go back for you. The teacher asks, What do I have to do to get my ticket into heaven? Jesus says, Do this. And you will live. Do this, and you get the very best of life, the greatest of opportunities, the greatest privilege, the greatest benefit, the greatest blessing, the greatest gift, the greatest joy now. It's subtle, but it's there. See, this love is not simply a ticket to heaven it's not simply we're not sitting in a waiting room experiencing love going oh thank you jesus singing our songs to jesus going how wonderful you are jesus how much you love me jesus how much i love you jesus how personal this relationship is jesus jesus is actually going hey actually yep you can love me and it's great that you love me that love overflows into your love for your neighbors as yourself because you know that god loves you you want to love yourself and you want to love your neighbors and in that Is life that's that's incredibly rich that's incredibly beautiful it's daring too because what it does if we think about this if we think about going into our homes that are fractured and broken and disappointed if we think about going into our neighborhoods if we think about going to our workplaces and we think right I I love you I love you that will disrupt it because people will not know what to do with it they didn't know what to do with jesus why do you think they're going to know what to do with you in the gospel of john a new command jesus says i give you in john chapter 13 love one another now, why does Jesus say? On you? remember, in the Gospels, in the Gospel of Luke, the teacher is asking about the greatest of the commandments. You'll read that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. What is the greatest command? How do you read it? Love the Lord your God, etc., etc., etc. John says, just after um, the Passover, where he's washed the disciples' feet, including the, the feet of the one who betrays him, a new command. Hang on a minute. Where's this new command come from? <laughs> anyone else ever wonder that when you read that text it's not meant to be new this is meant to be from the law and Jesus actually shifts it and says a new command give you I give you love one another as I have loved you even to the point of washing the feet of the one who has just betrayed me this is life love is the beginning love is a gift love is life so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another do you think the church followers of Jesus are known for their daring love do you think the church is known because we are set apart and distinguished by the way that we love one another if people look at us privately in our own homes if they look about the way that we treated our enemies if we look at the way that we treated our those people who disagree with us if we look at the way that we treated uh, and spoke on social media would people say yep the church expresses love over all things I'm not saying we just misbehavior or you know and this is the other conversation Love has to be grace and truth together. Love is sacrifice. But to you who are listening, I say, Jesus says, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Just to take a little bit deeper. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Whew. you don't understand Simon no I don't you're right you haven't experienced something that I've no I don't I haven't but I know one who does and I know one who has demonstrated what to love even in the midst of that now again to pick up my earlier point thinking about the most annoying person that might be in your world and again even to say that if you've been abused unfairly treated that, that's, I'm not saying you need to go back into that situation there's no way I would say you need to go back into those abusive terrible situations that's not what I'm advocating here at all I don't think Jesus is advocating it but what do we do to release ourselves from such angst and brokenness and fractured lives what do we do to find our healing where do we start if we're going to find some healing i'm not saying we go back into unsafe relationships where there are no boundaries where there's manipulation that's i don't think jesus doesn't put himself in those situations he stays focused on his purpose do good to those who hate you how do we do that how do we express that and now that I've said Jesus doesn't put himself into those situations, he put himself into one situation that was incredibly abusive, and sacrificial. He put himself in the situation where he went to the cross. It wasn't the cross just because, oh you know, I want to be a martyr. It was the cross because of the way that he lived. It was the cross because of the way that he loved. It was the cross because he challenged the systems that were oppressing and manipulating and holding power over the weakest. And he challenged, his love disrupted the way that they saw the world. If only we could recapture that sense of love that disrupted how people view the world. And we can talk about where it starts and how it starts and wars everywhere. Friends, it comes back to our households. It comes back to our neighbours over the fence. It comes back to me. I used to do this in, um, in teaching CRE in, in, in some schools. We'd talk about um, terrorism overseas and you know, we talk about one country or one village going and bomb another village or one tribe bombing another tribe or hurting another tribe And I'd say to them, where does it end? Well, it doesn't. Everyone dies. Exactly. Then I'd say, so what happens in the schoolyard every day? And they got it. (laughs) They got it. It's not just about out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's in here. Jesus goes to the cross, and as he's on the cross, he's able to say father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing i mean that's some kind of love that's some kind of daring audacious ridiculous love but i can't do this simon this is so hard this is so over yes it is that's why we need to know that god's love has been poured out into our hearts through the holy spirit if you don't think you've got the capacity for it start with god Start with asking for God's example and God's witness and God's spirit to be poured into us. Because ultimately, love is the invitation. Love is the opportunity. Love is the the moment that we begin to discover something new. And it doesn't matter where you've been or how far you've gone or how far you've wandered or how much of a mess you've made of your life. No matter what you've said and done, all of this is an example of the power and the audacity the daring nature of god's love that says i love you you know when god says for god so loved the world if you're breathing you're included in that (laughs) that might be the best thing you've heard today that might be the best thing you've heard your whole life But Simon, you don't understand. No, I don't. I don't understand what kind of life you've lived. I don't understand what you've done with your finances. I don't understand how terrible your marriage is. I don't understand how terrible your work situation is. I don't understand what damage you've done. I don't understand what you've done. It's it's not even up to me. But to come into this place where we can know the conviction of the Father's love, the Creator's love, and He says, I love you. And you can come into His presence and say, Father, this is everything that I've done, and I feel sick about it. I'm overwhelmed by it. It's taking life away from me. How can you still love me? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. So that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have life, have life eternal. For God comes into the world not to beat you up, not to condemn you, but to save the world through him. It's still the greatest love story. Still the most overwhelming, most powerful love story. And it's an invitation for us to receive. And it's an invitation for us to bless others with once we've received it. And it takes practice. And when we get changed, when we're changed, when we encounter this love so powerfully that invites us to experience the gift of love, when we get changed, it disrupts us. You imagine if you go home and you have a heart change here, people are going to look at you a little bit odd, yeah? (laughs) Trust Jesus in it. Know he loves you. His love isn't dependent on how other people respond to what's happened in you. He's got you. And he wants you to discover the joy and the wonder and the power of this daring, audacious, unconventional, deeply incredible love. And so as we come and our team lead us in our final song, as always, we want to invite people to respond. And if you're in the house, if you're in the room, you can simply come and say, I need to respond to this call. I need to respond to this invitation. I need to receive this invitation. I need to stop doing things falsely. I need to stop blaming other whatever and just receive this opportunity and it happens in different ways some people will experience and encounter Jesus they'll experience some warmth some people will experience this freedom that's uh, this undoing of a knot that's been in them some people won't experience it until later that's it's it's not about being what everyone else does it's about you responding to Jesus in a way that receives the invitation so then then you can be a blessing to others as you go from this place as we learn to follow Jesus and live in His love, that we might know what it is to love others in this time and this season as well. Would you pray with me? Father, we want to thank you for your greatness, your goodness, your love, your grace, and for your overwhelming depth of love, the power of your love, the wonder of your love. Father, we pray right now that people would be experiencing your love in this moment. That for those of us who are familiar with it, have heard it a million times, that it might speak deeply and richly to us in a new way, in a fresh way. For those of us who have never heard it or heard it on the fringes or haven't believed it, Father, we want to pray that your spirit would fill them and give them the capacity and the freedom to experience your love. Whether we're in this room or watching online, Father, may your grace and your goodness speak deeply. May your love bring healing and hope and renewal. And the capacity to see and respond and speak and engage with the world differently. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. If you haven't yet received the love of Jesus or responded to the love of Jesus, we do want to invite you. You can make your way out of your seat. Just come and stand here down the front alongside me. We can gather people around you. Uh, If you you need to speak to someone, if there's someone else you want to speak to, we can make that happen for you. We can invite them to come and be with you in this time and this space. We want to invite you to respond to the heart, the ways of Jesus because of his daring love first demonstrated for you.